here I just feel like we're in over our heads with this whole thing, you know? It's like we started out wanting to make a documentary on cults. And now we're in one? Yeah, that's investigative journalism. She's dangerous, Peter. <laughs> you said that yourself. What do you want to do? You want to go back to our normal lives? That's fine, we can do that. I can teach all day. You can stay home and write and surf the web. And on the weekends, we can get wasted at various art installations or sneak 40s into random foreign films. And then it's suddenly like we wake up and whoops, where did our 20s go? But somewhere in the valley, there is a woman living in a basement who claims to be from the future. She's actually amassing followers. These people who believe that she'll lead them to salvation or whatever. And yes, she's dangerous, but we have to see this thing through all the way or we're chumps. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 70. Wow. Woohoo. And my name is Scott. My name is Michael. I'm Tim. Oh, hey, Tim. Hey. What's up? What's just, up? Be, just chilling out. You're joining us for segments one and two or something? Or? Yeah. I'm not going to stick around for the full thing Let's because I didn't watch the feature presentation. So, so you didn't catch... Duncan Jones, uh, Walmart, mm. <laughs> Wallcraft. I, I must I've missed. I did. I missed it. Okay. Unfortunately, or fortunately. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news before a featured review of Warcraft from writer director Duncan Jones, who is David Bowie's son, the late David Bowie's son. Oh, really? That's kind of... Also did Moon. Also did Moon. And Source Code. Source Code, Mm. which are distant memories. Uh, Yeah, real distant memories at this point, aren't they? A little bit. When did Moon come out? 2009. That's seven years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Good year for uh, sci-fi. You get District 9 and Moon in the same... I think they're in the the same couple of months almost. Um, Yes. Subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. If you have iTunes, if you still use it, go to our Vertical Viewing podcast page. Leave a rating if you like. Leave a five-star review. Put down a recipe. What do you guys want this week? Um, I'm pretty sure there is only one option for review, right? Like, it has to be five stars? You gotta get five stars. You gotta love us. Um, What recipe would you like the viewers to... Something for, it's the summer coming up, you so know. Something so I feel seasonal, like something seasonal, something mm-hmm. fresh and uh, refreshing at the same time. Ooh, I'd like to see a podcast recipe. Oh, okay. What does that mean? How to make a podcast? Okay, weird. <laughs> Just be weird. Just yeah. leave us a weird review on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> go to our website, verticalviewing.com. Uh, you'll see the donate button there. If you like, if you got a couple extra bucks, toss us one or two Canadian dollars. It's like. Won't, you won't even notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, give it a whirl. If you've never donated before and you want to see what easy. it's like. PayPal, super easy to do. Check it out. Um, it, helps, it, it, it helps us offset the cost of seeing movies and putting on the show. We appreciate uh, anything that we get Yeah, anything from anything. our listeners, right? Um, so you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing. Should we start the show? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Mike, what have you been watching? What do you got? Uh, so Voltron Legendary Defender came okay. out on Netflix this week. This this had like a lot of fanfare when it was announced. Everybody was saying, 
wicked Voltron's coming to Netflix. And then Voltron came to Netflix and no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, What's, that's kind of what happened. What is Voltron? You, okay, so I was a big fan of Voltron when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You may remember it sort of. It's like a team of five people okay. who pilot these robot, like giant robot lions. And the lions form together into, to a giant, into a giant robot Wait, called Voltron. Wait, I'm coming back. So uh, sort of remember this. Yeah, so I was like, okay, sort I'd of. like to, I'd like to see how they're bringing it back. Um, it's rated Y seven, so it's a kids show. Uh, uh, definitely feels like it. Uh, the first episode's like an hour long. It's a big setup. It was okay. Uh, second episode, little more entertaining. It's got um, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it's a New Zealand actor who was the manager in Flight of the Concords. And oh, also, I know who you He was mean. also the lead werewolf in... What yeah. We, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know his Comedian, name. right? Anyway, I'll, I'll look it up. But he plays one of the characters, and he actually has some pretty great lines. But otherwise, it's a kid's show. I can't say much else. Like I've watched five <clears throat> episodes at this point. I think there are 13 or 12 or something. It's not that spectacular. Did you expect it to be a kid's show? Was, <laughs> well, was that the expectation? Well, I was hoping it would be something... This? Yeah, I figured it would be, because yeah. the original was a kid's show, too. But I was hoping it might be on like Avatar level, where it was the Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Don't also don't not super familiar with. I know what it is, mm-hmm. but I don't. That one's like an know. Emmy award winning t- TV show or something like that. It, um, this is not that. I don't. I don't know why the internet uh, freaked out so much when this was announced. Well, it's because Voltron, I think, has that nostalgia factor. Like it's hitting people. Like, yes, I used to love Voltron. I always wanted to get all the toys to combine them, but I only ever got one lion, and so I had like the leg of Voltron, which was useless. Um, so I wanted to see what they would do in a modern take, and it's like basically exactly how it used to be. Just kind of a cheesy five kids, teenagers from Earth form this Voltron team to try and save the universe from an evil yeah. alien overlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is this like we're we're like scraping the dregs of nostalgia now? <laughs> it's and it's so. like disappointing. So. Everyone's like, well, no wonder this shit sucks. I'm, like, glad, I'm glad you went there, it's like Tim. we're going to see a GoBots movie yeah, soon dude, or something. Dude, Netflix is ridiculous. I'm, I'm really starting to have a hate on for Netflix because I know that in two or three years, you're not going to be able to get any non-Netflix original content. They slap yeah, their logo yeah. on everything that they just bring dog shit versions back of our of the things that people loved in the eighties right now in the nineties. I, yeah. I don't I don't know what Netflix is supposed to be. I'll give it this: it's I'm not the target audience for for this show, because it, it is a kids show, and I think they would eight year old me would love the shit out of this, but I'm not eight anymore. But, so. but Tim's right. Like the next thing we're gonna see, like what what next do we get? Uh, I don't know, like live action Thundercats or something. No, I'm not. We're, we're, we're getting a... Hold do- on. A I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> they reboot Tailspin. Yeah, actually, I would love that. See, there you go. <laughs> so, that, okay. that, that okay. man, a this, new Tailspin this, would be t- super sweet. Tim, this is the shit that I'm talking about. Net- <laughs> this is how Netflix gets you. Yeah, but just if, The mere suggestion of that is, yeah. is getting you. So that's how Netflix operates. They operate on that... Yeah, but it's on that black magic. The problem with Netflix isn't that. I think the problem with Netflix is like the searchability sucks, and like when you're using it, at least on a the interface game system, is awful. like not on yeah. if you're on the on using like Chrome, it's okay, kind of. But it sucks for finding movies, and like why can't you search by like top rated? 
like the most obvious search things that you want to do you can't do because they were like i guarantee you it's all because of the deals they make are like all right we'll uh pay you a million dollars for your movie and we'll ensure that it's on the front yeah, of, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. of when people log in they'll see your shit that curation we'll sure is, that we'll, is an extremely like we control the curation you know that's an extremely lucrative part yeah, of it netflix's sucks. it sucks that the categories like, are such bullshit yeah you like romantic action thrillers those are what? all procedurally yeah. generated though like yeah. those just are generated based on the things you watch it's, yeah th- th- those are ridiculous i think netflix makes fun of those on april fools like it'll but the say problem like, they is, totally it's do. like how how are you going to be exposed to the random movies that are tucked away in there that are decent but that like but don't fit your like mm-hmm. profile yeah you're never going to see them because you can't really browse <clears throat> the I don't know I don't think you can I, browse very well I, I also I filled up my my list yeah your, your, your my list oh you maxed it out yeah so I couldn't add can max it out did you guys know that no, no. yeah so uh, I added too many titles to it uh, June 1st came around and I started trying to add these you know the new the, the hot new tracks right um, and, and and they were getting plussed in but then they never showed when up. When I went back to them, they would still have the plus sign. Like, I wasn't actually adding them to shit. Yeah. So then mm. I had to go in and remove dumb, you know, ridiculous things that are in my list. There is some sort of maximum there. I don't know. Hit, the whole thing sucks. Hitman Agent 47's on there now. I'm going to check that out I actually, I'm doing something else. I put on the first bit of it the other day. It was re- kind of weird. Of, okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Um, let's continue with the show. Okay. Um, Isn't that what we were doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's continue with some other stuff. Let's continue, watch, continuing. Right? You know, and it's like Steve Martin. It's like we're uh, we're just about to get started, <laughs> yeah. folks. Uh, just just uh, bear with us for just a moment. Um, so I watched. What did I? Where do I start here? I watched The Wicker Man with the gentleman hecklers. Uh, have you guys ever been to this thing? No. Is that over on the Rio? Mm-hmm. Is it good? I, I'm curious. I've never. So let me uh, paint the picture here. Red uh, and Adam, who joined us for our Uncle Buck review, uh, we went to the Rio Theater to watch the Wicker Man remake from 2006, starring Nicolas Cage. Nice. Not the bees! Not the bees! Um, so I'd never seen that. I down- Red told me to download the original. He says it's like super unsettling and kind of like really good old school horror movie like Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So I got that. I haven't seen the original yet, which is probably a crime because I've only seen the remake in a Mystery Science three th- uh, Theater three thousand sort of setting where you have these. Oh, three, are people? You have these interactive. Th- these no, no. The, these three dudes called the Gentleman Hecklers. Uh, I'll link to them in the show notes here. They're a local Vancouver troupe, which is a brutal. I hate that word. The <laughs> e on the end. Mm-hmm. Comedy troupe. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are pretty funny. They just straight up do. They go uh, MST3K on the whole okay. situation here. They just riff on the movie, and and the Wicker Man is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, <clears throat> really? Have you guys ever seen it? No, I've only seen the GIF of the bees. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it's like a complete disaster. Uh, it's not scary at all. Filmed locally, uh, I will might add. All filmed oh, on the, I think on the island maybe. Why would you add that? We don't want to take responsibility for I know. That. Well, there was a funny joke that the uh, dudes made on the uh, on the riff track or whatever you want to call this thing. On the remix. So yeah. uh, at the opening of uh, Wicker Man, it's it's set uh, it's beginning somewhere in uh, California, and Nicolas Cage is a police officer who uh, has a tragic situation, blah, blah, whatever. 
it opens on this sort of desert looking cowboy town uh, that I instantly recognized as Merritt, British Columbia. Right. <laughs> Immediately, I'm really, really tuned in to Merritt. Well, I'm just really good at recognizing BC in movies. It's yeah. super easy to do because you yeah. know they're going to just a few different places. Well, Merritt's super easy too because you see it from the highway, so you get this vista of the whole yeah. of yeah. the whole town. Yeah. So um, it opens on this shot of Merritt, and uh, one of the guys says, "And that's about as much time anyone wants to spend in Merritt." <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I get it. Throwing shade on that, I get it. but yeah. the movie's ridiculous. Um, I want to see the original, and it the, the way it ends with it. That's the whole the not the bees thing. That's from the, like the last five minutes of the movie. Because he gets Jeez, this, this shit gets fucked up, yeah. and it ends. You're just thinking, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the, I, I watched the Wicker Man. Is on Nicolas the, Cage even like? Is he good in it though? No. 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 He, even in his weird, crazy kind of. It's like one of these. Sort of Gili type movies where you're just thinking, Ooh. how like who, are, were the the people drunk or stoned when they were, yeah. were picking these performances and giving these lines and stuff? It's yeah, it's completely laughable. Yeah, I can see why this is like, you know, a cult, you know, sort of cut down movie. Yeah, it seems to be like the room or whatever that shit it's is. A movie you love to hate. It's just so bad. You put it on and chirp it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, everyone needs those. Yeah, Tim, do you have anything? Uh, movies I've watched recently. Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, Victoria, the one that, yeah. that's uh, like two it's hours and shot. twenty minutes long, single shot. Um, I and I no, I don't. I can't say I fully enjoyed it. <laughs> you convinced yourself out of liking it, haven't you? Uh, in a way, no. I think I was like kind of drawn to it, and I was a little. I felt like it was kind of immersive, but it that. It, it diverted into becoming way too far fetched midway through, which kind of threw me off. You don't buy. I don't. The, I know Victoria. that they're trying to squeeze in. They have to develop characters and relationships and plot all in this teeny period of time um, and setting, obviously. So I give them kudos for creating like a, an arc to a story in that time period, but it wasn't enough i guess to um it it still seemed too crazy for that to all i think victoria is out of her mind yeah like she's she's just along for the ride no but she's not a sensible and rational person she's you think she's supposed to be like a proxy for like the viewer in the sense that she's pretty like just whatever go with the flow she she has no like emotional reaction to like anything that's going on around. She just sort of smirks and blinks at shit. Yeah. So do you think? But that's like you you are supposed to identify like you just sort of she's that you're the proxy for you. You're just on this. I roller think yeah. Coaster. And it's like sort a, of what would like you a, do? Uh, yeah. Like w- a, would you say yes if these people asked you to do something no, dangerous? Because it, no, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyways, it was. I'll give them it's major creds for for what they've achieved with it but it's not the best film you know what i mean you know what i mean mm-hmm. i did i did appreciate how it did at least get tense towards the end like yeah. do you know what i mean so uh you know it, it it is fully improvised as you said there was only what, 18 pages of apparently yeah the screenplay was like 18 pages long and a lot of it was um ad-libbed mm-hmm. which w- was kind of obvious and i felt took away something from it there's a lot of filler dialogue it's yeah like. yeah at least in the beginning hour 
but then when shit starts but even hitting when it's the- like they're like in the car and they're sort of being chased there's a lot of like okay go man okay go fucking go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay 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 yeah okay, yeah no 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 yeah okay fuck <laughs> like that kind of stuff yeah and sub- that- just subtitled stuff and yeah and it- i just felt like that was it just like a lot of the movie was that, and you there, could tell the actors were like, "You're you're completely right." They didn't. What, what are they gonna say? We're driving across the city right now. What do we talk about for literally five minutes? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> They're just filling dead air, kind of, rather than not say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The the movie is entertaining on its own, though. As I said to you, I think mm-hmm. even if this was done just without with you know with cuts mm-hmm. i think it would still just be like oh that was a decent movie i was it, thinking it, still it works. could work but it would be like if they cut it then they, you could stretch out like the relationships like the movie would work better maybe if it wasn't one shot because then you could develop the characters develop their relationships and then it becomes plausible versus i like how you say that it, it'd be more plausible if if it if it was if it was all artifact you know artificially yeah. cut like in you know in your idea of a traditional movie yeah i think so well time, i know it's weird you could do it with the passage of time if you wanted to i suppose or would that wreck the whole i haven't seen it yet well tim tim is the the, the movie has this innocent quote unquote girl who gets caught up in this crime with these sort of thug dudes and in an, in a movie you would just say okay well you need to make that transition for that character believable, but the and the fact that it's all done in one shot, I think what you're saying is is the director is sort of being a bit lazy and sort of saying I don't have to develop this character because I'm doing this all in one shot and you can quote watch the character development happen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and I think that also he's basically taking a story that should be elongated over the course of maybe a week or two weeks or something <laughs> yeah. and condensing it to two hours. Yeah. And that's why I was asking yeah. with the passage of time through the editing, if that, yeah. Would, yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. That the, by, by condensing it, it loses its um, sense of reality or sense of truth. You just don't buy that all of these crazy things could happen yeah. in in the space of 2 hours. Like seriously, the the what it but, really... but you but you are actually watching it happen in real time and know, not not that's... just real time like the fucking 24 shit with Jack yeah. Bauer that they say <laughs> is in real time, which yeah. is nonsense. This is you're you're watching a continuous take. So when you have these characters that are you know talking and interacting, I can think back literally two hours ago what they were doing and i watched mm. them get here physically i watched the entire process of them getting here yeah i know but it's still that's why their decision making seems fake i agree with you though yeah i'm just trying to get to the bottom of this here. i know anyway so anyways yeah it's all right it's worth trying to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it, i'd recommend it to anyone it's it's entertaining and dramatic enough and interesting enough I don't. I don't think it strike. It originally struck me as something sort of impenetrable and art housey, and mm-hmm. but it, it's really not. It, it is pretty mainstream. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of true. It's pretty approachable. I also saw Pop Star yeah. the other day, which was pretty funny. Did you guys like it? I liked it. We yeah. we enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I compared it. I, I wished it was more like it's all gone Pete Tong, but mm-hmm. nothing on earth can be as good as that. So that's true. I just didn't feel like it earned its R rating enough, other than just a big smeared dick on a window. Yeah. Uh, 
I kept thinking about it, though, after we talked about it on the podcast. Judd, Judd Apatow? Yeah, I know. You, you no. probably kept thinking about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, the songs and shit. Like, uh, listening to them again. I don't think any of them, st- none of them stuck with me at all, man. The, the first one, though. The the Humble song? Ah, oh, it's so catchy. There's a couple good beats in it, I felt. It would be kind of like getting a Weird Al album, that one. I mean, I probably should get the soundtrack just so that I can soak up the music a little more. But I I, I felt like all of it flashed past you so quickly that you could barely take any of it in. We didn't really spend... The pace of the movie was like pretty fast. It's it's way too... It's so fast. It it really sweeps through all of the sequences. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I didn't, I didn't feel like we spent enough time. Like, give me full three minute songs like why why are we speeding i guess it's because it, i'm i'm assuming they're thinking everyone's attention span is too short well it like probably the, the was target audience they're like fuck them like they're we got 90 minutes that's it make it happen how long is the movie like an hour and 26 or something yeah, exactly so <laughs> it, it, it um that's actually kind of my biggest complaint with it a lot of it felt kind of rushed and I feel like I may have missed some references, so it might be actually fun to go back for a second viewing. Yeah, it, uh, that's what we... It goes a mile a minute, so... We, it mm-hmm. needs. I think it definitely needs a second viewing, at least mm-hmm. more than one. It's a cult movie upon release, though, just yeah. like, just exactly like Hot Rod was, just exactly like MacGruber is. It, it, it's funny <laughs> that these guys, like, you might as well not even release these in theaters at this point, because... Just go straight to VOD. As I see on... Are they not making money off So it? as I, as I see on... The weekend box office returns. Do you, yeah. do you guys want to know what number, like out of the top ten, pop star came What's in? Like so, this is its second week, right? Yeah. Came out last week. This week we had Warcraft and Conjuring new releases. Right. So, pop star in its second week. Eight. You, you think it was the eight yeah. spot? I'm going fourteen. You're going on fourteen. It's actually the thirteenth spot. Oh. And for a total cume. Huh? Yeah. A total. Cum- a total. I, total what's cum- the cume? Total cume right now. million dollars oh are you serious total well the weird thing is in this here it was only playing at uh the international village theater and not at any of the other big ones so is it not in wide release or is it under what's the deal that's a good question because it is only at a couple of theaters in the greater vancouver area yeah let me check the uh Full schedule here. Because that seems really low. When I saw it in the theater, there was like a pretty decent crowd. Okay, a release, theater release for Popstar Never Stopping came out in 2,311 theaters. So wait, what's the per... Yeah, that's pretty still. What's the per... I was just thinking, what's the per theater like average? You want to know? That's more... Because that gives you a better sense of like popularity, I guess. Let's in see. A, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Like more people should go and see this film. It, uh, I, I think it'll do probably like they'll find a way to $742 per theater oh, average. No, are you serious? Wow. Yeah, rough stuff, guys. Rough. Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened, like I said, with McGruber. So, this is an instant it, but, bomb cult classic. Like, yeah. if it made a lot of money, this it wouldn't work the same way. Like, it has to bomb. Think it has how, to. Think of how this parallels. Uh, you know Connor for real and his. Oh man, this is his uh, second album. Or <laughs> yeah. first, yeah. Damn. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, the, the viewers, bad. the viewers should go see Popstar. I I read a sad uh, Reddit post this week that was said that said the nice guys in Popstar is why we can't have nice things. 
Yeah, I could see that. And it was just throwing shade on the entire move, you know, r slash movie subreddit, just basically saying, all you assholes in six months are going to come on here and say, I just discovered this hidden gem called the nice guys. Yeah. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Hidden it's just, gem. Just, just like, fuck you. You know, no, you, <laughs> like, no one went to see this. And it's an a it's an amazing movie. Those are the only two movies I saw in the theaters recently because those are the only ones that seem worth seeing. I know. What else has it been out? That's good. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Oh, right. Yeah, we, we, I guess we, I missed that we, one. We have the pleasure of reviewing next week. <laughs> oh, nice. I've seen it already, so I'm oh, going to hold my thoughts. Goodness gracious. What I, else has come out seriously in the last like two months that's good? Jungle Book's really good. Jungle okay. Book is really good. Civil C- War. Civil War is excellent. Oh, right. You didn't like Midnight Special. It's my movie of the year. Wait, really? Yeah. What did you give it on the on the show? What did I give it? You you did not like Midnight Special. No, I know. If I recall, <laughs> did I go down to like a five on that one? Were you? Was it one of Tim's? Uh, I don't know. One of Tim's days. I don't. I don't have our uh, ratings handy. Was, anyway, we watched anything else? Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> uh, what do I have? Shit. I had it, but you distracted me. I watched uh, Good Social. Dinosaur. I'm going to take oh, okay. over here. There you go. Um, it's kind of dumb. It was actually a weak movie in the sense of <laughs> a, like Pixar's weakest film, kind of, which generally I think the reviews have said that it's a pretty straightforward kids movie. Um, characters are not really that memorable. It didn't really do that well. It's at the kind box of office. a weird setting because it's dinosaurs, but they live in like a sort of a Colorado mountain setting. It just feels off. Mm. I don't think a dinosaur is in that kind of setting for some reason. Um, uh, but the best part is the backgrounds. And the landscapes, super a, good. A backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. The backgrounds <laughs> in this movie are so good. Well, if if you knew coming from me, I feel like that's, uh, um, you know, the the highest like, praise. Well, like I'm a, I enjoy my background. He's a landscape. You know? He's a landscape. I like my landscape. He's a landscape you know? guy. Yeah. Okay. So I got to give it creds for that. They look really good. I just turn it on just to look at a couple scenes of that and just look at it and be amazed and then move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please, you know, watch it in high res. Yeah. Put it on your widescreen TV. Blow it up. Turn off the lights. Yeah. Turn up the brightness. You know, uh, you don't want to watch Adjust it the in um, Google Chrome, though. Did you guys know that mm-hmm. watching Netflix in Chrome is only like a f- a 480p? Or it's not even... Really? It's not I even high definition. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally believe so that. It's an anti-piracy uh, measure. I think people... On their computers, you can just capture your desktop. So you can stream your desktop. Yeah, you would just essentially uh, get your Netflix subscription, play the movie on your desktop, and just capture your desktop. And now you have you you just ripped the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Intriguing. Hmm. Exactly. Um, so what did I watch? You ask. I did. I didn't. I did a rewatch of Sound of My Voice. Have you guys seen this movie? Uh, don't think so. No. All right. I don't think so. So this movie is uh, starring Britt Marling, um, directed by Zal Batmangalij. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. This is like a basically a journalist and his girlfriend are infiltrating a cult in Los Angeles. This is the plot line of this movie. Um, the 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 main leader of this cult may or may not be from the future. Is the I feel like I may have seen this. Is the sort of 
conceit behind this movie. She's this blonde girl in a white. They're, oh yeah, okay. I remember hearing about this when it came out. Um, Sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. No, so the the big there's ten chapters to this movie. Uh, the the opening sort of chapter involves these journalists getting. Uh, they they drive to this one location. They they shower and scrub down and change into these weird robes, and then they get into this van and get driven to the secret location. And uh, the whole movie is done really from, from like a detached perspective. You, there's a lot of scenes taken out of context that just make no sense. It's uh, it, it's a it, wild ride. It's a wild ride, and it builds up to the I would say shocking ending. I would say uh, really ambiguous ending. On the first watch through of Sound of My Voice, I felt like the ending was totally like sci-fi. Like I was on the sci-fi fence, mm-hmm. sort of like take shelter a little bit. I was leaning towards the supernatural on the first viewing of Sound of My Voice. On a rewatch, uh, this movie didn't hold up as well as I wanted to, and I completely did not by any supernatural elements i didn't i didn't get any supernatural readings from this on a second viewing which is really weird hmm. but the movie is the same flick obviously i just had a completely different interpretation now hmm. i think that you know characters that are maybe full of shit that i believed on a first viewing and stuff see sound of my voice guys okay the, it oh. just All right. it's it's really interesting and i don't know what to make of the ambiguity of where it is left. There's a lot of scenes that when you start to sort of look and see, okay, is this cult, are they all, is or is the existence of this cult to serve this journalist who's infiltrating them? It seems like it's all sort of built around getting some information or getting him to do something for him. When you would think, well, isn't this cult some long thing that exists for much longer than this, this journalist trying to break into it? Mm-hmm. But it really seems like the entire point of this cult is to f- actually find this journalist, which is really weird. Hmm. Yeah, guys, okay. check, check okay. out the sound of my right. voice. Used to be on Netflix. Should be able to get it from the library. Yeah. You cool. know what I'm saying? Uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, I watched Maze Runner, The Scorch Trial. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, you know, I watched the first Mage, Mage Runner. Yeah, that sounds I'd cooler. Watch, I'd watch that movie. That sounds way cooler. Uh, I watched the first Maze Runner like a year and a half ago or whatever when it first went on Netflix. Thought it wasn't bad, like as far as young adult stuff goes. Kind of interesting idea. Uh, this was not good. So it had a cool trailer. It looked kind of neat. It was very generic, though. Okay. Like the first one had the intrigue of figuring out what the hell's up with this maze and why are they inside the maze? What's going on? It had some mystery to it. This was just a group of kids running away from the government from the scorch trials. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were yeah into we're the, on in, trial for scorching into the scorch. So that's basically okay. Here's the question: This is like total in, like in, Tropic in, Thunder. I can I can only think of Tropic Thunder and yeah. Scorcher Six yeah. starring yes. Tug Speedman. Oh my god! So yeah, don't watch the the third one. Apparently, has been postponed because the lead 
guy yeah, hurt he, himself in he a stunt. Broke his face off in Vancouver in some sort of accident. Oh, yeah. yeah, he messed so, himself up. Yeah, I don't know. My, Tim, Tim, my what, question was just going to be: um, when they make books and movies and shit that are for young adults, what age is that actually? Like, are we talking like nineteen to like twenty-two? Or like, <laughs> no, like, I th- think it's like. Are we talking like fourteen to eighteen? <laughs> like, no. what? What the fuck are we? I, I think right into that weird, awkward teenage yeah. age. Why don't they just say fucking teenage? I don't know. I don't know. What a young adult it made no sense to me. I've it, never uh, understood what I, it. What, it's a dumb name. Gives it more prestige. Because I feel like adult usually means like you got to be eighteen or over. That's generally the consensus when we say adult in the like advertising whatever yeah. political realm. So I always think young adult and then youth. Like, yeah. So because no one yeah. likes teenagers. Teenagers don't. Like I know. Teenagers. People, I don't no one wants to be, be called a teenager. I think. I think <laughs> yeah. youth is a way better choice of words i think like you know what i mean you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't call like a six-year-old a youth uh no be a more, that's a, I feel like a youth kid is like be a, a child anywhere from like chat yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> you know i don't know these things make no sense i'm just saying young adult <laughs> piss, young adult specifically pissed me off that's well it's fair. a lucrative market like it's trying too. to make like hey i know you're only 15 years old but like you're an adult kind of you're you're you're, 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 re- you're ready for some complex ideas you know what um here's the scorch trials <laughs> <laughs> tim do, do, do you know what dem- wrap your head around this <laughs> do you know what that demographic has a lot of what's that disposable income yeah i know but if they just call it they teenage, do i didn't teenage yeah you get your scholastic uh you know order form when you're yeah. 14 what do you have to spend money on what do you have why do you have money <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah it was 15 i had money 15 I that's was. when you get your first job yeah, yeah. then yeah, it was crazy and you didn't even know what to do with it so much money uh and i also like, sorry <laughs> no, no, i'm just going on a t- i also total uh watched uncharted 4 i get it um because quote it's, unquote it's a much better movie than it is a game um, don't say anything too much I'm no no i'm, I'm not to... gonna spoil it because i know you're playing it but yeah. i just had a lot of complaints about the gameplay itself uh specifically i'm just gonna rattle these off really quick because i know we're running short on time it would teach you that you could make certain jumps because it needed you to in one chapter and then the next chapter you would die trying to make those jumps because it didn't need you to like it just okay basically the game just changed the mechanics on you for when you needed it and um so it's handholdy well it's it's bad game design mm-hmm. but like i still i still really enjoy the uncharted series mm-hmm. um because the stories and the voice acting is always great and it looks beautiful so i give it that i'm just gonna say that the gameplay is meh so if you're looking for like a really tight mm-hmm. gameplay experience would you agree from the little that you yeah played? so far i would agree it's, it's, it's not, not the tightest great. gameplay so it's a solid like seven how, out of ten for how me. far are you in the game i finished or, it you finished it do, I, doesn't it, does it not pick up towards the middle of the game or no it picks up a little um no this could be a spoiler like near the end a pretty critical moment all of a sudden is like a quick time event it just mm. throws you in with a mechanic you've never even experienced before um which is bad, bad Re- game resident that. evil did that i remember yeah and you just have to like it's like dragon's lair your way out of it yeah. you know you just sort of have to die and all the final bosses and you yeah. can't resident yeah it, it is like not that. great game design when you have to 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 sort of error your way i kind of like it though you know because you know, like i'm a bit of a lazy gamer sometimes and sometimes <laughs> yeah. like when you account encounter the final boss and you're like fuck this, Quick is, gonna, time this event. is gonna take like 25 yeah, minutes yeah yeah like it's and i'm gonna be jumping around like an <laughs> idiot like 
getting into some sort of pattern to avoid getting hit. I'm just going to follow that fucking thing. And then when you can just finish it up in like a minute and a half with some quick time shit, satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Satisfying. Yeah, yeah. I've just yeah. never been able to wrap my head around Nathan Drake being, he has murdered so many people in the games. I don't <laughs> know why everyone, okay why does everyone always bring this up? Like I don't. Well, because he seems, it, it's, it's a very prominent disconnect. Like, yeah, he seems like a pretty okay guy, but like in this one, he's coming up against mercenaries. It's not like they're bad people; they're just being paid. Yeah, but by soldiers someone. in games are still you have like sort of happy-go-lucky bro soldiers, and it's, it, they're shooting other men in uniform. So I guess it's different. Is that why? It's it's because of Drake or Nathan Drake's a civilian. Because he's like a casual, like it's hey, a casual yeah, civilian. Like a, if someone knew that he had murdered four hundred people, if he was a soldier, a this would be different, right? He is putting himself in a situation where he will need to kill these. Like, they're not out to get him. He's just, like, infringing. He's like an armed robber. Exactly. Right? Like, he is going in and murdering It would everybody. be cool if, like, I know they're not making an Uncharted 5, but it would be cool if he becomes a villain, you know? You, I, be, you become who you I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my view on all of it. Um, anyway, all right, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a great game. Do, do we have anything else? No. 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 Should we do some news? Let's do it. Nice. Put a hellfire through that roof right now. I told you they came to witness a capture, not a kill. Give me a capture option. We no longer have a capture option. Any action on the ground will lead to an armed confrontation, which we will not be able to contain. They're watching. Even with the vests, we need their approval for a strike. Just tell them we've got Danford in our sights. I mean, that alone should justify using a hellfire. The, the vests are just a bonus. Danford's a British citizen. They want her alive. They cannot have her alive. Frank, I've tracked her for six years. This is the closest I've ever got. So we need to expand our rules of engagement right now to protect the civilian population. A hellfire through that roof is our most effective option. We have to know that we're legally in the clear. So I, I, for, I forgot to mention one thing I watched, and it was kind of like the primary thing I watched last week. How hmm. could you forget it? Well, I don't know. It's hard to fit everything into that first segment. That's true. So... It's like one point five. Yeah, I watched Eye in the Sky. Is that the drone one? It is, starring uh, Helen Mirren and Alan Rickman in one of his final roles. I think maybe even his f- la- very last role. Um, you also got Jesse Pinkman in here. Aaron Paul plays the trigger man, the guy in the metal box. Controlling the drone. Doing it. It sucks the that pilot. They, just, <clears throat> they stick those pilots in like a container. They're just, they're in just like a... Yeah, you know, it's like their a VR sim. It, it's just like this tiny little cube. Like they're not even in a comfortable 
I don't know. It's just, they should have made it more like an actual pilot jaw. I don't know. It's just a, the disconnect between what they're doing seems so big. Yeah, they lock you in this windowless cube. Anyway, um, this movie's way better than Good Kill. We'll just get that out of the way right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good Kill was the Ethan Hawke, Andrew Nichol movie from a few years ago that I th- I had high hopes for. I don't know about Tim. You you reviewed it with uh, us actually. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I just I I really like the director. He did Lord of War. Um, I'm never sure how I feel about Ethan Hawke. He did Gattaca. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like he just... He's good, man. White Fang, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> um, those other movies that he was in. You're a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it feels much more engaging than Good Kill did. Like it's Good Kill was a really lifeless feeling movie, I felt. Um, there's this kind of future. It's like this hummingbird drone. It's it's ridiculous. There's a few stretches in this movie I did not dig. There's a weird little beetle drone that's like this big, the size of a beetle. Uh, there's like a weird hummingbird drone happening. It's kind of well, ridiculous. I but, don't know. Didn't MIT just? I guess there have is that a, stuff. It's, a little it's, bee drone. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It, it's fully CGI in this movie. Um, but they needed a way. It, it's controlled by a PSP Go. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's stupid. <laughs> like it's a little place. That, it's like a PSP. Yeah, <laughs> it's like been repurposed. Um, the you you need a, a window into this room. Basically, the plot of Eye in the Sky involves a situation in which a terrorists building a backpack bomb, you know, suicide vest situation, uh, and they have intel on the, the entire process happening. So you need a, a camera in the actual room to witness these guys building the bomb. And so they're debating whether or not to strike with a drone to take these guys out before they make it into a public area. That's hmm, sort okay. of... So the whole movie follows this chain of command in which the the trigger man is not sure. There's a little girl in the area. Do we shoot? Do we not shoot? And it just follows this crazy chain of command up and down like 50,000 times on how complex you know, these decisions are. And... Um, hmm. It's it's actually a way better look at the entire drone process than Good Kill is. Instead of focusing on just one dude and he's like, I'm an alcoholic and this is so horrible what I do. You still get that with Aaron Paul's character. Um, but you get a lot more. Well, you, you just... It's, remember in Good Kill, it was just, I think, Peter Coyote. It was just a guy's voice, like this scary voice, like, you must take the target out. Yeah. CIA out. Like Langley. Langley out. Like it's, it's just this <laughs> ominous dude. Yeah. But instead we get to see this whole process and how each person is affected by these harsh decisions you have to make. Yeah. Um, hmm. And none of them have a scary voice. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, we're just doing our job. Um, Here's how this goes. It, 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 you get to see the whole chain of political and military liability. Like if, if we, what are the chances if the girl is in this area? Well, you know, 65% chance fatality. It's like, can we reduce it? Can we get it to 40%? You know, and there's, it's it's pretty sickening. Hmm. You know, this, the, 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 the math they try to run on human lives and shit. Yeah. Um, What's the acceptable percentage of uh, civilian casualties? Well, it's just like the cost of war, right? Yeah. It's a suicide bomb versus a drone strike. If you know that there's a suicide bomb being built in a room, and you have a drone, and you're gonna just 
Yeah. You have do you have an obligation to actually use that and strike? Um, but Helen Mirren's character is really like one dimensional, ridiculous. She's the one who wants to pull the trigger and is just like, I gotta get these bastards. But you just have no reason to understand why she's so. That's too bad because she's a great actress. She is. But you get this scene at the beginning where she sort of wakes up with her husband in the middle of the night and it's like, I can't sleep. I'm dedicated to my job. And then it's just, that's basically all you get. And now you have to understand that she's. She's in it. Completely bloodthirsty and just going to pull the trigger no matter what. She, she gets a bit villainous, which I found ridiculous. Hmm. But anyway, check out Eye in the Sky. Cool. It's on the. It's in the library now. Um. As for the news, though, let's hear it. I there's want some, some news. There, there's some weird shit. Um, okay. I can't wait to see what weird is. Yeah. No, I, I I have a note I should say from last week. We talked about Resurrect Dead. Yes. The Toynbee Tiles movie. You asked where you can get it. You can also get it on Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah. Um. Just search Resurrect Dead: The Mystery of the Toynbee Tiles. So random. Tim. What the? What is that? <laughs> you haven't seen these? No. Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. Toynbee idea. I know, man. Those those asphalt tiles. In the, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, wait. Yes. Okay. Are you? Remind me again. They're just these colored linoleum tiles laid that into. Out of nowhere. <clears throat> well, right. they just like no one knows who laid them and stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. I know that. Check out the documentary Resurrect Dead. <laughs> Do they get to the bottom of it? Do they know who I, did it? Yeah. It's, it kind nice. of suggests that there's this dude, and he's a super quirky, interesting guy. Awesome documentary. Talked about it on the last week's podcast. Um, but the news. John Boyega. You guys like John Boyega? He's I also right. like Pacific Rim. Finn. So Finn is going to be in Pacific Rim 2. Yes! He seems suitable. Seems like a good good option. I was hoping that's where you it's were going to go with be- that. It's probably better than... Who is it? Charlie Hunnam? Is that who was in? Yeah, he was in the first one. He's all right, I guess. Sucked, man. Uh, the cast for the first Pacific Rim, the the lead sucked. You could have had someone way cooler, and that movie would have been way better. He was yeah. really boring. Yeah, super brutal, brutal. The girl, yeah. the, the lead Mako, uh, whatever. She's cool, and Idris Elba, he's badass. You got Clifton Collins Jr. in there. <laughs> I just, you wanted maybe. You got the cocky son sucks. who plays Orgrim Doomhammer in the Warcraft movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, John Boyega, I mean, they're probably just telling a new story in the Pacific uh, Rimiverse. Yeah, <laughs> in the Rimiverse. Uh, Is it going to be like Cloverfield, where it'll be just a different type of story? That would be so cool. Of... Do we know anything else about the movie, like the setting or the story? No. No, it's being no. written right now, I think, isn't it? Like, I don't... I was going to call him Guillermo Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think he's been trying to get this made for a while now. Studios have been like shutting it down. Yeah, well, I thought it was canceled like last year. Well, Legendary is owned by a Chinese company now, right? I think. Legendary Pictures. Oh, so really, as long as their films make money in China. Which the Pacific Rim did. Yeah, so okay. That's good. I like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, John Boyega. He seems pretty bankable at this point. Oh, I don't know. Time. I've only seen him in two things, Attack the Block and Force Awakens, and both were great. Well, so. I mean, everyone, every single studio right now is just like, can we get Daisy Ridley for our movie? Can we get John Boyega? I'm sure they are the number one requested actors. They're, and they're already Hollywood. getting Oscar Isaac, so. Yeah. Yeah. He's already all over the place, that guy. 
uh, item number two, Mall Rats is uh, becoming a 10-part TV series. I guess this is the sequel to Mall Rats. Is it going to be by Kevin Smith? Kevin, yeah. Kevin Smith all is all the same. Yeah, he's making like a actors. I guess like a you know a twenty year reunion. Crazy. Could this get is Jason Lee back. This is getting old, isn't it? This these reunion a little bit, a little bit series things. Is, is this thing going to be? I is any it on good? Netflix? Um, I I think mm. it's for it's one of the network. It might be for uh, Amazon. Mm. I couldn't care less. Honestly, yeah, I, don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> like, Mallrats was all right when I watched it. Didn't blow me away. It did not be, need to become a series. I kind of think Mallrats is pretty awesome. It's decent, but it's not. I could see making another sequel, but that's about it. But a 10 part series? Well, maybe. Maybe it'll become cool. Yeah. MGM. They're doing the Buckaroo Banzai series, which is going to be so fucking good. Is Peter Weller involved with that? I don't know. I don't. I don't think, think there's so. anybody from the first from the. Well, that's going to be like a, a sort of like an anthology series where it's, you know, a Fargo kind of situation. Right. Interesting. So you can just recast anyone. Yeah. I cannot wait. So Kevin Smith has had some weird movies lately. He's a Do bit of think- a weird. Yeah. Do you think he'll be able to go back into his younger form, like to recapture the magic, as it were, of Mallrats? I don't think he's capable. Is it going to be like uh, Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp, where it's a sequel and they're all supposed to be about the same age? Or is it going to be like, hey, we're all back and it's 25 years later? And we're still at the mall. (laughs) Yeah, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. they've got to... No way. You're kind of right. Malls are stupid. Like, do do people, do kids still go to malls? That'll be, I guess, some of the jokes. I don't know. You know? I don't It'll think they do. They, they and... go on Twitch and... Yeah, I think some kids Stream do. Dota matches. <laughs> well, when... Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do do that. Um, item number three, there's a Battlestar Galactica movie coming out. Really? Yeah. Like, the okay. same cast as... No, no, this is like a whole new reboot. Francis Lawrence, the guy who made, um, he did I Am Legend, but he's also doing a bunch of the Hunger Games movies. <clears throat> so okay. I Am Legend was good until the end, I thought, but the Hunger Games yeah. was also kind of good until the end, really. I don't think this will be good. In ridiculous news. Oh, nice. Do we have different segments now? Yeah, this is this is <laughs> the this ridiculous week's news in section. Cr- in crazy news. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is maybe in like the religious fanatic segment uh mel gibson is making passion of the christ 2 oh my god <laughs> uh so many questions did you yeah, guys that see, did you guys see is it just going to be a bunch <clears throat> of dudes sitting around writing a book or is it going to be like a rave 3 days after when did the first one end so part I think it ended with him opening the grave, didn't and it? he was gone. And he was gone. Yeah, yeah. So okay, the screenwriter says the follow-up will focus on Jesus's resurrection, uh, and it has a strong support from the evangelical community. Oh, surprise! I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. So is uh, Jim Caviezel coming back? Is uh, good old Jesus? Um, Cristo. Let me see here. So this is the from, Count of Jesus Cristo. <laughs> this is from the Times of Israel dot com. Mm, mm, uh, okay. 
Mel Gibson is reportedly planning a sequel to his controversial 2004 movie, The Passion of the Christ, uh, the retelling of Jesus' final hours, um, that drew accusations of playing into notions of Jewish culpability for his death. They add that. Uh, Randall Wallace penned the Brave... Oh, it's from the screenwriter of Braveheart. You guys... You guys are more excited now, or oh, okay, no, why would I be more excited? Still, still isn't doing it for me. That's basically like a Christ movie, anyway. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're just basically working on a script for a new movie. Uh, the passion is the beginning, and there's a lot more story to tell. I've always wanted to tell this story, the fashion of the Christ. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds ridiculous, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think. Um, faith-based movies are pretty big right now, aren't they? There's a lot. It seems no to be. Idea. I think there's a lot of them coming out. It seems unfortunately, with like actual big name actors like Greg Kinnear and stuff and doing these. Well, and the what's Joseph finds in that stupid yeah, the missing or whatever. The there's hell it was it, there's a lot of weird like just like Christian back movies. With it's like actually actual actors. It's a little disturbing because all of this is being pushed so hard and like. The radicalism that is just increasing in every religion right now. I'm I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, it's pretty intense, eh? Um so this isn't news, but it could be news. J.K. Simmons is just super ripped. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I saw that. So did you guys I see this? On Simmons watch. It looks crazy. Yeah, so it looks really crazy. J.K. Simmons is in the gym just slamming iron. And his veins are just exploding. The guy is absolutely... Looks like a cartoon. It's insane. The, the, the guy is chiseled as fuck. And apparently he's doing this to play Commissioner Gordon. Oh, it makes, <laughs> totally <laughs> no, makes sense. Oh, my God. So your oh. thoughts? Uh, really weird. It's It looks it, almost disturbing. It like It's amazing. It looks cartoonish. Oh, I God. Maybe that's just like the lighting and the like the fact that he's like he's literally he's working out at the out. time. Yeah, yeah, literally. Still, I'm looking at a photo right now and I cannot believe it's intense. I almost can't believe it as well. And his beard on top of it really seals the deal in weirdness. Why so, would Commissioner Gordon be this ripped? That's what I got. That's what I need to get from you guys. Is, the, <laughs> is this for is the it, new the new Batman? It's for Zack Zach Snyder's. No, this yeah. is for Justice League, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Zack Snyder's directing Justice League. Are they really making that? Fuck yeah. you, Zack Snyder, yeah. is so, all I have to say right now. Zack Snyder's like actually kind of like really jacked, too. Yeah, he's uh, getting huge. Yeah, so I think he just sort of loves jacked up guys in his movies. All right. That's so weird, but Commissioner Gordon, it makes no... Is he going to be like fighting guys and so, shit in this? Here, here, that sounds really dumb on paper, and you guys are rolling... Mike's rolling his eyes <sighs> super hard. They're just closed. Um, okay. You, you saw... Jeremy Irons, it was it was executed terribly, but Jeremy Irons got a chance to sort of kick some guy's asses in Batman v Superman. Yeah. The idea of Alfred maybe kicking a few <clears throat> dudes' asses, that's kind of badass, right? You get I to suppose. sort of say, hell yeah, Alfred, you can, you get some. Well, yeah. in the, Get in, your piece, man. In the Injustice comics, he punches Superman in the face because everyone's nice. all like jacked up on superpower juice or something. So I just I love the idea maybe of Alfred kicking some guy's asses. So in this universe, do we have maybe Commissioner Gordon also like cracking skulls out there? Does that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I th- maybe. So I guess so. I get. I'm willing to bet that's going to happen given like his body. Like the recent comics. But, 
Commissioner Gordon was Batman like for a while, but he used a mechanical suit. So maybe they'll throw it'll that It'll be absurd. In. It'll be some absurd weirdness where he is like hand-to-hand fighting people. If Commissioner Gordon can beat the shit out of criminals, why did we ever need Batman? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is going to be like a Batman forever vibe for Justice League for some reason. Except the nipples will be real. Yeah, it'll the guys be will just walk like around that. with their shirts. Yeah, they should just bring them back. Vibe. <laughs> um, I was in a good mood until you brought that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we already kind of knew he was jacked. If you've seen Whiplash, J.K. Simmons is yeah. already pretty ripped yeah, up, but, this, but reasonably. Reasonably. I feel like the picture might be like not altered. There's a few versions of it. There's a few the other angles. There's a like few other angles. Serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I told you this today. I didn't get your reactions on it, but Shane Black is shooting the Predator in Vancouver. Yeah, that's gonna. I'm nice. Nice. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm gonna go find them. Yeah. <laughs> and as a Bong Joon Ho's next movie, Oak Oakja Okia. A O K J A. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie shooting in Vancouver as well. That's from the director of Snowpiercer. Uh, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal and it features some little girl who has like a giant monster as her friend and it's about the government coming after them or something. Weird. Sounds like some sort of monster movie type E.T. situation. Pete's Dragon. Um, but anyway, guys, Shane Black, the, the Predator, is the next Predator movie going to be set in the Pacific Northwest? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that would be really good. Don't you can't really good. You guys can oh. probably agree we can't go to the jungle again, right? No, That'd no, be but too it much needs of a retread. to be into like a big wilderness. Like they would be appropriate to do it here. I Maybe in the winter. This makes way more sense because it's super uh, easy to see heat yeah. signatures too. In the winter, we're going to get a winter Predator. Maybe. So they're not. It's not this summer. The movie hasn't begun shooting yet. But do you think they'll start this? Summer? I think they're start, starting in October. So it, it might so go over the winter. Crazy winter stuff. Yeah. So oh. who knows? This this could be. But I mean, it's green all around. Or they could year. just be looking for rain. Uh, yeah, it just could a be rainy anything. forest. Yeah, it could be a rainforest. But I mean, it's going to be the tropical. Between water. Predator One and Predators, mm-hmm. we've been to the jungle twice already. It's we're done. I, but I would, maybe some people think it's essential. That's maybe I guess what I'm asking you guys. Is it is that essential to the predator no. experience? No. Is, is the tropical nature of I these? I think like is, a it, mountain, it, an alpine predator would be a good one. They can show down on skis. Fuck off! <laughs> like a Roger Moore kind of thing. Yeah. Combine Please cliff, don't do that, cliffhanger with predator. <sighs> Wait a minute. Wait. Oh man. Wait a sec. Wait, it's so like, like, there's so it's like, like a some... crashed, a crashed oh predator God. ship in the mountains. And then some guys are after some money that's fallen out uh, of a yeah, plane. Some, or some people no, go to raid it. Dude, literally just take cliffhanger and then throw a have predator, predator inserted into oh, it. And yeah, then you watch just, like, fuck, that would be so good. Imagine you could sort of last action hero movies together. You know, you sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could see what happens if. Smash them up. Yeah. If, if, if these two plots collided. Oh, now, now I'm just dreaming. Tim Cliff Predator. I, I like I like where your head is at. They might have already thought of that. Predhanger. They like Predhanger, Shane Black. Yeah. Shane Black probably already thought of this. So. I hope they did. I trust I Shane Black. Make it. Yeah. Do you guys have any other news? Uh, nope. Actually, there was something that I saw that I wanted to bring up, but now I've I totally I should have wrote like did, you, you made a list. 
No, but that was just movies that I watched. I didn't write the list down of the one. It was one thing. I just don't remember. I'm sorry. You got nothing, eh? I do not. That's that's fine. Any mm-hmm. news from, from Mike here? Nothing on my end. It's all just E3 with yeah, stuff the, coming Yeah, the gaming. Out, so. we, we might do some sort of... I mean, we might record something tomorrow. Yes. I think that might be a good idea. For now, we can get into our review of Warcraft uh, Orcs and Humans, I think. Right? This would be the first Warcraft movie. This is movie. based on the first Warcraft game. Yeah. What a dumb decision. Let's <laughs> let's start with episode one. The Phantom Menace. <laughs> I would have preferred they started with the whole... Arthas storyline, of, co- of course, the whole Arthas storyline. Yes. Yeah, I know you. I know you know this. Mm. Not at all, Tim. You're gonna cut out at this point. Yeah, I'm out, dudes. You can't handle the Warcraft. No, it's the, too the much fortunate, for me. The yeah. fortunate one who didn't Ooh. watch it this week. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I you have... dodged a bullet on this one. Yes. I don't even know if this is worth. I it. had no idea. I had no intention of seeing it. Yeah. So no, no, no. no. You're I'm good. Valid. I was hopeful. I didn't have a lot of expectations. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I'll save that for That's the next segment. Tim, um, yeah, you, you 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 don't even need to get this one from the library. I would say so. Okay, just don't even ever. I never mm, need to see. No, it. no, no, no. But let's okay. see, let's 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 find out what the other guys thought. Yeah, well, you guys have a good uh, enjoy Tim, the rest of it. Thank and, you. Um, you know, awesome. Yeah, our, our review again. of Warcraft. trees again <laughs> on the snow even from a distance remember when we would track blood dogs through the frost wind dunes it was always meat always life you don't think it's strange that we lost our home when Gul'dan came to power one orc cannot kill a world Duratan are you sure look around you does it not remind you of something Wherever Gul'dan works his magic, the land dies. If our people are to make a home here, my friend, Gul'dan must be stopped. We are not powerful enough to defeat Gul'dan. No. No. But with the humans' help, we could be. So that was a clip from Warcraft. The peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as its civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders. Orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. Uh, As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. Warcraft is written and directed by Duncan Jones, and it stars Travis Fimmel, Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Toby Kebbell, uh, Robert Kaczynski, Clancy Brown, 
I didn't realize he was in it. Oh. Uh, he plays Black Hand. Ah, okay. Can't really tell. Uh, yeah. uh, Daniel Wu and Ruth Nega, which we were just discussing. Yeah. Dominic Cooper and Ruth Nega. In Preacher. Playing a couple also in Preacher. Um, so this is a big one. This uh, was the extremely hotly anticipated film. Duncan Jones has a writing credit on this as well. He does. He wrote the screenplay. That's oh, kind of harsh. Oh, okay. I was going to give him a little more leeway, but... Yeah, that's kind of like he has his stamp all over this. It's harder to to separate him from what we get here, isn't it? I had heard that they had to cut out 40 minutes. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. That's... I think we should... That, that's something that we probably should look into. I don't know how much that would change... Depending, well, you know, it, we can get into oh, it yeah. later, but I think that might be a case of the director's cut making it a much more watchable film. Really? I, We'd have to find out. It's yeah. a lot of that going around, yeah. isn't there? We have Batman and Oh god. I mean, why can't we get these three hour cuts of these movies rather than the studio? Like yeah, why can't we get the good version first? The botched version comes out and then we Right? This is kinda it's kinda getting brutal. Well, I've been debating if I like this more or less than Beavis. Like I so we'll see how this conversation goes. Mm-hmm. They're both right around the same area. I gave Batman versus Superman a three out of ten, I believe. So <clears throat> Yeah, you were horrified by that. Yeah. I don't think this is I don't think it's quite as bad as that, but this isn't as bad. No, no. No. Yeah. I don't think there was that many eye rolling scenes in this. No, it wasn't you know, as eye roll it, inducing. It's, it's not this sort of oh, this thing sucks, and you make fun of it. Um, I but let's let's hear your thoughts. What did you think of Warcraft? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I just want to start off like, and you're you you don't know very little about Warcraft. My my knowledge of Warcraft. So to me, when people say they like Warcraft, they're they're kind of saying they like WoW, which to me isn't Warcraft. Warcraft is Warcraft Two. That's all the only the, one you played. The top, the only one I played. <laughs> the, the top down. To, that's the beginning of you know the game series. It's it started in to me. It's in my heart still a strategy game. Yeah, a top down thing, and that's where Dota comes from. Like it's still from Warcraft three. You know, like it's it, it just got turned into another product with the MMO that we know as World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, and a, and a lot of people thought the movie that we just watched this week was called World of Warcraft. No, like, people don't know what just Warcraft is, you know? Like, it's... It's old now. It is. So, to me, it's it's always been about that top-down strategy. And this is vibe. based off of the first game. Like, this is going back to square one. Mm-hmm. So, it is just, like, orcs versus humans. So, for me, it ironically is actually kind of... I guess I kind of... I do remember the name Gul'dan. You know, I remember yeah. uh, the Black Rock clan and stuff like these are names that i remember seeing in warcraft 2 21 years ago so the the, it should work it should be right in my wheelhouse you know in terms of (laughs) in terms of my scope of knowledge my scope of knowledge is like you know this the size of a you know but it works well tiny footprint but i get it it's it includes basically everything in this movie yeah so here's what i thought of the movie i wasn't a big fan of it Mm -hmm. it had potential like I saw in it potential to be a good film, which is why I'm curious, or not a, an okay film, which is why I'm curious to see what this 40-minute edition director's cut, if it ever comes out, will do to it. The first half of it seemed very rushed, setting up all sorts of things for the viewer, and 
it did a lot of it very, very poorly. We were talking about how it will show a location in the world and flash the name. Hey, that's great. I know where Iron what I know what Iron Forge is. I know where it is. If I haven't played the games, I'm not going to know what the fuck Iron Forge is. Like what what does this matter to me? S- something as simple as putting Iron Forge Dwarf Capital or something yeah, like that. So <laughs> so simple, right? Yeah. Like okay, now I sort of understand what's going on, like where we are or Stormwind, like human kingdom capital whatever then the hardcore fans like everyone knows what stormwind is oh like it it missed so much and the writing was so poor i got so tired of hearing the fell oh it's the fell the fell oh stop saying the fell or where's the guardian the guardian we haven't seen the guardian for a week the guardian hey it's the guardian stop saying the guardian (laughs) like the writing was so bad and once again it might not actually seem so condensed if, if that 40, 40 minutes minute, was yeah. in there. But because it was so rapid fire trying to get the ball rolling of these orcs invading the human world and setting up all these characters on both sides, we just got little snippets of dialogue here and there. Uh, and it was just exposition. Like there, there was no character development in any of it, really. Uh, and so that's why these stupid lines stood out so so much. Which is, we needed to know who the guardian was, or we needed to know that there was a guardian. We needed to know that the magic they're using is fell, which is just, it's fell means dark. Like, <sighs> you have a lot of thoughts here. Yeah, well, it was just so lazy. These and... all these all these complaints are jumbled up into a knot. We need to massage that <laughs> knot into each in you know like we need to. You're not, you know, so I've got, I've got, I had to spew that out a little. Also the orcs, like the bulk of the money that this project received went on to making those orcs look good. And it's some of the craziest, most unbelievable, like unbelievably detailed CGI I've ever seen. It's so good. Like those orcs are amazing, but putting them beside cartoony armor designs on like... The art department said, hey, let's lift directly from the game to be as true to it as we can. Warcraft has a very cartoony aesthetic. If you're going to lift it directly and try and put it on real people, it's going to look like shit, which it did. At least I thought it did. (laughs) Are you talking about sort of the oversized... The giant armor. Giant plates and shoulder, you know, armor and the shields are really bulky and everything looks like like Lego armor. It looked like a fanfic. Like this was a fan film. Wow. Okay. That's that's what I thought. Like aside from the orcs, again, amazing. The armor was stupid. The high, like the other races that they show, the dwarves looked okay. Like they weird flat heads. They don't really have that in the game, so I don't know why they came up with that design. Uh, the weird glowing eyes of the mages. Yeah. Like that. That does. That's not in the game. Like what the. So they're just making poor aesthetic choices that really took me out of the film because going back to how good the orcs look, they look more real. Like the CG makes them look realistic as opposed to all these other cartoony elements. So it's like they're from two different films just slammed together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't match at all. No. And especially with um, Garona. My Garona. Yeah. Her as like a half breed 
standing next to the CGI. It just doesn't... Well... It makes them look way worse. Here's a criticism I have about her, too. Garona, in the story, is a half-orc, half-Drenai character. Drenai being from the orc homeworld. Uh, anyway, in the film, they don't ever really touch on any of that, right? Like, they just... She just is who she is like they don't explain why she looks the way she does she looks like a human with green skin and pointy teeth she's i feel bad for paula Patton playing that because she obviously had a hell of a time delivering her lines with those stupid that tusk retainer she had to oh wear Oh god it's a disaster her character is the worst in the movie not it's, only it's did a, they look stupid it's a disaster her oh, character god. is a disaster not only did they look stupid, she she slurred her speech a few times yeah. when she was delivering it. Yeah. And her character has no focus or reason for being there. It's, so it's it's stunning how poorly written and and performed her her character is. Yeah, and and, and how bad her her makeup is and her co- it, it, every single thing you could possibly do in a performance and a character is done here. That in in the in the worst way possible, yeah. And uh, actually, the performances there were a couple that were all right, like Travis Fimmel as the main character, Anduin Lothar. I thought he was pretty okay. Like he had a lot of charisma. His lines also were not like everybody struggled with the writing in yeah, this. Yeah, they. This was a challenge. You wasn't could it? tell they were like, I have to say this. Are you fucking kidding yeah, this me? This is bad, yeah. He tried his best to be kind of a likable, charismatic guy. He did an okay job. Uh, ben Foster, who I like as an actor, he's pretty good. He also did an okay job just trying to chew the scenery as much as possible with the few juicy lines that they gave him uh, as his character, the Guardian, oh, that they man. mention over oh, and over man. and over again. Um, why don't they just call him by name? Like they know. After we've heard someone say, what do you think, Guardian? A million times, I just wanted to like rip my eyes and out and yeah. put plug oh, yeah, my yeah. ears with them. The, the, the casting is absolutely terrible. Like everyone is bad in this movie, man. The casting, I think, is one of the main problems here. This, this reminds me a lot of Episode One and Two and Three, I guess, Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's a, a a wooden delivery, wooden writing. You know the screenplay is extremely boilerplate and and awful, um, and the casting is bad. You know what I mean? Like the actual yeah. the actual actors you have chosen to play these characters are like even Ben Foster is completely miscast. Medivh is supposed to be an old sorcerer guy. Yeah, Ben Foster is not either of like his beard <laughs> is like trimmed. Like he looks. He looks really weird. He looks no. He, he looks like he's come straight from just like off the street in L.A. or something, or in this case Vancouver because they shot it here. Yeah. But he just he completely looks like he's just come out of his trailer and thrown on a you know just like a little uh, headdress and cape and, and 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 just said, "All right, I'm 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 a wizard now. Here we go." The, I don't buy any of these actors in any of these roles, other than the CGI motion capture characters which are they're pretty good they're they believable because they have to be you 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 don't you can't see through the acting because they're completely when i heard the, digital when i heard the acting wasn't altered at all in the effects like duncan jones wanted to make sure that the performance shone through mm-hmm. and the orcs did a really good job yeah all the actors who were the orcs bravo 
It's Everyone. amazing stuff. Just between when yeah. it's, you know orcs interacting with other orcs, that stuff's really good. Um, but what what I was saying with Travis Fimmel and Ben Foster is they do have a couple of lines that I thought were okay, but the problem is they stand out so much because everyone else around them is just a steaming pile of shit, really. Like, so it seems so much worse because they're pointing out how bad everything else is simply by being a little bit better mm-hmm. than everyone yeah. else. I'll give you that Travis Fimmel has a shred of char- of charisma. I mean, it, it kind of comes down to he just... He just wants to kind of sleep with every chick that he meets, well, and where, movie, where, which where, is kind of <laughs> funny. Where's the direction in this movie? Like, none of the actors seem to have any idea what the hell it is they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this like, feels so similar to ep- to Star Wars ep- the prequels. It's amazing. It's it's just completely mishandled. Right? It's yeah, and it's overstuffed. Like they're trying to set up the thread for a million different sequels. Um, when they really should have just focused on a few characters and telling a story. Like, they didn't... There were too many winks and nods for my taste, even as a fan. Like, one line that Travis Fimmel has... Or, no, sorry, Dominic Cooper, as King Lane has. Like, take care of your mother for me, Varian. It's like, why did you pause and then, like, emphasize his name like that? Oh, because he's the king of the Alliance now in the World of Warcraft games. Like... You know who this character is. He's just a kid right now. Here's a nod. Wink. You didn't have to do that. Like, I don't care. But isn't that... It doesn't add anything to the film. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that sort of just a nice, quick little wink that you can easily give? It's It, it doesn't take away from... If it was the only one. That was just an example. Like, okay. there, are, there, there are far too many of those in the film. I, I, I'm blind to any of those because... I just am unaware of all what these references, you know, when one would actually show up. I don't know. Yeah. Like a lot of the film takes place in the Guardian's Tower, Medivh, Ben Foster, called Karazhan. And they say it with such, they're like, Karazhan, like with reverence. And the movie doesn't explain at all what this yeah. place is. It's just a tower in the middle of nowhere. Like, okay, why do we give a shit? I, I know. But you have probably had no idea that it had any significance, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just a oh, that's a neat looking tower. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, I don't, yeah. so let, let me get into some of my thoughts here. I, you know, if if the goal of making a video game movie is to sort of bring the gameplay and the story to life in a cinematic way. Um, and also appeal to a wider audience than just a game can appeal to. Um, you know, with a broad range of tastes and whatnot. If that's the goal, this movie failed in every possible <laughs> oh way that you could fail. Every way. Like, this is not something I would recommend. This is the opposite of, you know, you say like, oh, I'd recommend this to someone who's never played the game. It's like the complete opposite of what I just said. Like, however opposite of what I just said right now, you can be that. Like, if you if you have no idea what Warcraft is, stay as far <laughs> away from this movie as you possibly can. Because it won't make a lot of sense. If you have a slight interest in what Warcraft 
stay as far away as you possibly like like maybe like check it out from just like you know as you walk by blockbuster video um. yeah yeah the next, your next visit to blockbuster <laughs> pick up this movie yeah, yeah uh if you love warcraft more than anything else in your life this movie's probably like a seven out of ten no i'm a big fan man like i played all of the originals huh. and world of warcraft basically straight through from 2005 until now on and off and I thought it was just a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, like, but you don't see fans like are fans rioting in the streets right now because they got a, a shitty product. I don't. I don't see. There's not a lot of no. It's backlash been, online. Well, hardly anyone's going to see it. Everyone who's watching it right now is over in China. Made twenty three million dollars in the United States this weekend. Yeah, and it made two hundred sixty million overseas. So this will probably get a sequel. Which I'm okay with, and and that's fine as well. I'm I'm with you, um, but then stupid Americans are gonna say, "Why are they making a sequel to that? No one saw it." Well, yeah, no one, no one domestically <laughs> in your country saw it, uh, and, and it's just funny to see how wide the market is now for blockbuster movies, and how certain blockbusters may not even be really made soon they won't even be making some of these hollywood movies for for, for american audiences yeah. at all right like i mean once you sort of, sort of nail down what exactly your international market likes and what they sort of are drawn to then you you start making the movies that they are asking for yeah and you're gonna make a shit ton of money because there's gonna, a lot overseas to take yeah okay uh, I'm I, I'm okay. I'm open to a sequel to this film simply because this was trying to do all the heavy lifting and it just crumbled under its own weight. Um, I think the first game was the weakest showing as far as story because it didn't have a lot. Like it had mm -hmm. it there to set the stage, but then two really started to get the momentum going and three picked it up and just was like, yes, now this is amazing. Well, as, <laughs> I guess the story is still, I think it's great, but you know, that's <laughs> arguable. So two, which would follow Warcraft two storyline, could be a great like it's a little more narrow in scope. Uh, so I think it could be a, a good movie to to roll with. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see something that isn't so worried about paying lip service to the fans because I don't think it would. It's got that out. They got that out of their system. That's done. Now they can. I hope focus on actually making it a better overall film. Yeah, and is. <laughs> But I guess that's my question is like what did translating this particular Warcraft legend uh to the film medium like what 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 did that do that couldn't be done better in the video game format nothing like, what was the point of all this it was to get it to a different audience which like and that's where they failed right like anyone who liked Warcraft has already played it and, you know, would probably be like, okay, it'll be interesting to see it on the big screen, but why spend million, hundreds of millions of dollars making it for the people that already know the story and know about it? You want to get other people into it as well and make it more accessible, as you said, and it, it doesn't do that at all. It doesn't do that, but then also it doesn't, I don't, does it appeal to current WoW fans who no. never played? This is for... Not only is it this is for fans only, but this is for OG Warcraft fans only. It it seems like who are loresters, you know, <laughs> people who are only into the lore of Warcraft and who who 
trace their you know admiration for the source material back to the original game i mean there can't be that many people out there who fit into that well, cat- well, demographic there's probably a decent amount but not enough that would warrant a movie of this budget so that's what's so baffling about why you made the movie this way yeah you know, you'd figure know. you'd make it appeal to the you know the the main bulk of warcraft fans and then also to general audiences and instead it appeals to like basically no one you know as you yeah. said the people who are big fans of warcraft they know all this and there's nothing more to be gained by having this translated into a movie that they you know we didn't already see through the fantastic cutscenes that blizzard's been doing for their entire for, for 26 time. years or you know whatever 30 years i mean those old warcraft cutscenes don't really hold up but, but they were still amazing at the time yeah uh, seeing that reimagined now is pretty a pretty cool idea. I, like I'm gonna, I was tentatively excited for this film when it was announced that it's actually going forward, and then the first trailer came out. So I was like, okay, it might be all right, uh, and then it wasn't. Um, where am I going with that? This? Was that was the whole story? That was the whole story. <laughs> that was like, the whole story. Like so, they they hooked the fans, I think, and then released the footage, and that's where I think they went wrong, right? Like it showed right away that they weren't treating the source material with enough reverence or care, um, or maybe maybe too much care. Yeah, actually, sorry, I'm going to change that. <laughs> My stance is Duncan Jones, who is a fan himself, tried to make it too much like the game and as we've seen in time and time again when you're making a video game movie if you make it too much like the game it fails over and over without fail because we already have that game we already have that game and translating something to a more realistic setting can all can always screw things up look at mario brothers oh i don't want to please (laughs) no well, it's the same idea, right? Do I have to? No, don't. Don't, don't make me. No, don't do it. You know what? Nobody watch Mario Brothers. <laughs> if you didn't know there was a Mario Brothers film, I'm sorry. I just told you. Yeah, of course. Stay every, everyone, far Everyone away. has nightmares about it every couple of oh, weeks. Oh, my God. Um, but actually, going back to what I was saying with the director's cut, after about 40 or 50 minutes, it sort of settled into a rhythm of getting stuff moving, and there was some good action going on, and I forgot about all my complaints for the first half of the movie and just sort of took it in as a popcorn flick and enjoyed it for that. I was like, okay, you know what? You know, there's only been a couple lines that I thought were really stupid in the past 20 minutes. They're not unbearable. You know, you know I kind of, I kind of like what's going on. Uh, but then it went back to being stupid. So oh, no. there is like, there's a section in that movie where I could see <laughs> potential. So that's why I hope that there is a sequel uh, and they learn from their mistakes and just go with that. Um, yeah, they're going to get a lot of feedback on this one. And right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. I will write them many emails. They can listen to this show. God damn it. Um, and as any dramatic tension in the film was just dissipated, like it, it didn't coalesce. Like it was a nothing no. paid off. There were a few very big emotional moments that were supposed to affect you in a, in ooh, some way. Ooh. Yeah, we can talk about that in spoilers, right? But should, they we get, were, should we should we let's maybe go to spoilers. Like um that there's a scene that lands with such a dull thud that is the, there were some giggles in the theater there. Um 
But yeah, spoilers. Let's do spoilers for Warcraft. Um, so the scene you're talking about, I'm, is that with, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm referring to the scene in which, uh, Travis Fimmel as Anduin Lothar, I guess gets, avenges his son and, uh, just basically delivers the line for my son. <laughs> um, and the entire, my screening just went, <laughs> well, I'm going to go back a little, a step before this and say, watching his son die not being able to do anything about it yeah was boring yeah you you didn't feel anything there no i felt like we were going to get a heartbreaking scene but you know with their backs against the wall with this energy shield that's sort of oh medivh oh, he he put this energy shell down but they're just out of reach they're on the other side of the barrier they're going to they got you know they're getting they're they're going to get slaughtered here i i i, I thought that was going to be a terrifying and heartbreaking moment but it ends up just being yeah. stupid. They, they just completely botched the whole well, scene. I, and we didn't really, like, we saw his son a couple times throughout the film. And it, it this all goes back to me wondering where that 40 minutes went and what it was that was cut out of the film. Because if we had more time with him even interacting with his son, other than, like, polish your shoes or whatever, it might have had more mm-hmm. impact. But as it stands, his son could have basically just been any other cadet who was in the Stormwind Infantry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. It, there was no payoff there. And when the king died and stuff, sacrificing himself to try and have peace. Yeah, that made no sense at all. No, I uh, don't understand what he was... Like, like yeah, that that is ridiculous. Let, let me let me, um, let me me get into some of my thoughts here. In in the spoiler territory, of course. Yeah. Um, so the, the like the the fell energy I thought was kind of interesting the way it's like color coded with blue, blue being good and green being bad. Kinda, it's <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Um, I mean it is a nice way to visualize sort of these souls being sucked out and then turned into another type of energy. You know, I mean you have mm. to you have to sort of depict that for the audience. You know, I thought the, the effects were good for that. Like it was mm-hmm. interesting converting it into this you know portal type thing. Um. I have a question. Why didn't all the orcs, you know, instead of releasing all the orcs into the portal at the end of the film, why didn't the orcs just all pile in at the very beginning when they have the portal open? They didn't have enough energy. I think it's... They didn't have enough souls embedded in the... Yeah, I think it works kind of like a turnstile. Like, yeah, you've only paid for so many orcs to go through, and once that orc goes through... Just shuts off, doesn't let you through, so the other orcs are stuck within their thumbs on the other side. So that's side. why they needed uh, Medieval to... <laughs> yeah, Medieval. Um, God damn, Medieval. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the the cast I mentioned earlier, Paula Patton is terrible. Uh, ben Foster's terrible. Cat, this guy who plays Cadgar? Oh, yeah. Who is that guy? Dude, I, I have Has no idea. been in anything? I have no idea. If you could find out that... I mean, maybe you don't want to throw shade on... That guy's awful. Whoever this... I mean, I just didn't like the character of Cadgar. It was, you know, sort of the apprentice to Medivh. And you're, as the audience, I think you're supposed to be rooting for him, you know, sort of saying, yeah, get him, you know, kick his ass, Cadgar. He, to me, was really, really annoying. And I, I, I almost thought, take him out of the movie altogether. I'm sure that would be difficult to do, but... He's a pretty major player. 
He is. Um, he, he does a lot of stuff, especially towards the end. He'll be in Snowden. I don't, like that. He was actually a, a good job. Not a good job. Sorry, a good example of how poorly cast this entire film was. Because, That's what I mean. Like, because who is this guy? Like, get somebody in this role. You know? Yeah, I don't even care if it's an unknown kind of like he is. He's been in apparently eleven things according to IMDb. But um, he actually had some okay lines. It's just that he didn't deliver them very well. Like he he was one of the few characters I thought had some some substance to work with. But like he just much like the rest of the I just, film. I don't think he had any, again, I don't think he had any direction. Like, no, I know, I know. But I just feel bad for, like, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have been cast. Like, he just shouldn't no. have been cast. Like, he's sort of, you can tell, he's like, what am I doing here? Why, I'm playing some sort of weird sorcerer. He's holding his hands up awkwardly. I mean, it looks silly. Like, there's scenes where uh, Ben Foster and this actor, what's what's his name? Oh, I, Ben, is it Ben as well? Uh, ben Schnetzer. They're both sort of holding their hands up, shooting magic, and it, it looks comical and silly, right? Like some of these, when they're casting magic, it just looks like a joke. They needed. It doesn't look cool. Like I don't want to to do it. I don't. I you wouldn't look cool doing it. Here's here's a piece of advice I have for Hollywood and directors and whatever. When it comes to magic. Get an actual choreographer to make some movements look interesting. Yeah, you need a magic choreographer. Don't just direct someone to say, okay, wave your hands a little and pretend you're shooting force out of them or something. Mike, have you thought of maybe starting your own company? Oh, maybe. Your own consulting company? Have you thought of maybe becoming a magic... I uh, could do that. You know, coordinator? I have been told I move very well. Ooh. Um, by a few people in the biz, actually. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, we'll have to follow your your acting career as it heats up here. Yeah, that's something that's going to be the the weekly corner with Mike. Right now, it's uh, it, it's, it's a big, a, it's a big nothing. It's a I'm going zero to sixty in months. Okay, so, so I'm at zero right mean, now. Which is too too bad we didn't do this a few years ago. You could have been in uh, in, in Warcraft. In Warcraft, yeah. Here. And it, I'm so happy I dodged that bullet. Um, so I have a question here. Like, why aren't the orcs just able to just crush all the humans? Like, they they are, like, they're much less physically powerful than the way they're depicted. Like, they're these giant rippling stacks. Like, they look like they weigh two tons. Mm -hmm. They're like the size of the ogres in Lord of the Rings almost. Maybe a bit smaller. Yeah, and they refer to them as giants in the film. So, but these guys kind of are if, if it's a one-on-one fight with a human it's it's kind of equal which is ridiculous i know i guess you're kind of going by the original game and you're you know these are the same unit you know it's a soldier versus a grunt they have the same amount of hit points <laughs> yeah that's what i think what it boils down oh I don't my know. god this I is ridiculous i don't know I just, a sword would still do a lot of damage to them i just i, I to me that that final orc that we get that super orc Right. Oh yeah. That to me, that is how all the orcs. That is how how strong all of the orcs are are drawn as. Like they're they're drawn much stronger than they actually are, which I found strange. Like they, they're, yeah. they you can take them down much easier than they're they're all bodybuilders. They're not training for strength, so the muscles are all just for show. Hmm. They can't even move. They can't lift no, their arms. No. Oh, okay. We're just not doing it right. <laughs> Um, yeah, the battle sequences, I don't know if you found they were pretty uninteresting and yeah, very it, bland. There were a couple of moments that I thought were pretty cool, uh, specifically the griffin actually getting into the fray uh, and ripping yeah. some orcs apart. That, that, that looked cool. That was pretty neat, but 
you're right. A lot of it was just bland action sequences. There was not a lot of yeah. Like there's no memorable sort of you know interesting. No, nothing happens. It's just here's a battle that you've seen. Yeah, a million times. There's no there's no sort of chase scene. There's no you know sort of suspense sequences or any interesting. It's ridiculously moments. generic, and there's supposed to be these high stakes going on with this battle, like the the army of Stormwind just being themselves, having been betrayed basically um, by the Guardian. Yes. Um, which going you can up see against, coming, you can see that coming. Oh mile, yeah, yeah. Right? Going up against impossible odds. Uh, you're like, okay, you know, go underdogs or whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care who wins this, honestly. N- no, no, there's no point in even rooting for either side. Well, the, you don't, you don't get any humanity from. You get more humanity from actually from the orcs, from Durotan and. Uh, well, and, and that's or grim or whatever. And I think that's also where this film went wrong. It was trying to show both sides had good and bad on them. Like Medivh was on the yeah. side of the humans, but he was he betrayed them. And then Duratan is trying to stop the invasion from going the way Gul'dan went. Like, but then Duratan just sacrifices himself for no real yeah, that, reason. Yeah, I found that kind of shitty when his character. Like eats it, and now we're left with Ogrim. Like, why can't we swap those? Well, I mean, they have to follow the lore. Like, that's that's, that's the, how it's that's supposed to happen. The lore, okay. but once again, that was a, a big moment that had there was no build up for that payoff. No, and, and it just no, fell no, no. flat. Like, I mean, I guess you kind of knew it was coming because the baby, yeah, has been released, and then the wife and that baby. You know, we sort of like oh, Durotan is sort of alone. There's no, he has no one left. That orc baby is one of the most important characters can, in the can, entire. Can Warcraft we talk about? Lore. So who the fuck cares about this dumb orc baby? Why? Why do I give a shit? Like this, this baby has no bearing on the main plot line. No, not for the first one, but and clearly only sets up future films, which I found just super. Do you know who Thrall is? Maybe. Anyway, that's, that is that's, that's Thrall. That's Thrall. He's like he basically saves the world. <laughs> he bans all the orcs together in Warcraft 3 and stops, helps stop the invasion of the demons from the world. And then okay. throughout the course of World of Warcraft, he becomes like the super awesome, powerful shaman who... Yeah, holds, he's, he's a ma- magical He holds dude, the right? earth together at one point. Cool. So, I mean, he's a super important character, but... Okay, that actually makes it cooler. I mean, yeah. I knew it was someone important. And 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 again, this, this makes... If, if you're familiar with the source material, these things have payoffs that are well, they perhaps will. more rewarding than to somebody who has no clue what's going on. They will, but the entire time, I just kept thinking, this movie is so bad that they're setting up stuff we'll never get the payoff for. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, it should have just focused on b- being good for the stuff that was happening on screen in this particular <laughs> yeah. story being yeah. told. Um, so was that Glenn Close? No. Nah, who's going? What? Glenn Close in that weird, no, alternate reality that they go into. Do you me- do you remember when? Uh, oh yeah, it looked like her, didn't it? Medivh is when, that who it is? Or no, it's it's a, it's a Cadgar is inside of that she, strange uh, hollow deck. Actually, area. that was one of the funniest lines of the movie when it stopped and opened, and they, it's like, "Do I go in?" And the high mage was simply like, like, "I've never done. I don't know. Never, it's never done that before." That, that was definitely humorous. I recognized that as humor in the film as I watched it. Yeah, it's like there were a lot of jokes that weren't funny and then... Humorless. Yeah. This movie takes itself so seriously, kids. Um, for for a video game movie that is very cartoonish, 
this thing takes itself like as seriously as Lord of the Rings does, I would say. Right? Like there, it doesn't, it, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it's not anymore. It's, you'd think it would take this tongue in cheek approach that Lord of the Rings didn't do, you know, because Lord of the Rings is a little more, you know, mythological and more grounded in a in a traditional story. Oh shit, that was Glenn Close. It was her, I thought. Yeah, uncredited. Yeah. yeah. Um wow. But in, in in this case this 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 thing is way too cartoony to take itself as seriously as it does. It it it's it's ridiculous. Um the design of that golem thing is brutal. It's so bad. It's this clay face thing. That's when I think the movie starts going off the rails, and I, I could tell my audience was starting to say, "All right, this is fucking ridiculous." We, we literally have this weird clay man running around. What 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 possible purpose was this clay face guy going to serve Medivh? Why? What, what was he? I don't know. Like, what was he for? What was that weird golem for? To, okay, to be in the final fight with. Not the final. Well, I guess the showdown between Medivh and... Slices his eyes off and... I will say, though, that Medivh looked really cool when he was a demon. When he has, like, the cool, like, the tree... Giant beard. long horns and shit. Yeah, that's that, straight that, out that of That was all right. But again, these are... Imi- these, this is imagery that is so... It is so closely derived from the game that you can tell it's it's designs that are that are intended for a game and not designs that have been tweaked to fit into a real world setting and, and appear on camera and on screen yeah so when we see Medivh turn into this cool guy this awesome demon dude um, he looks like you're watching a video game cutscene and he true. and it doesn't look like he fits into this world right and that's that's a huge problem with this whole movie is all of the designs are, are aimed at fans and they haven't been sort of I don't want to see do you kind of have to sand the edges off of this? I think for general audiences, you have to pull it back. Like you do, you don't go full. <laughs> you <laughs> don't go full retard. Well, yeah, you you don't go full game. You don't go full cartoon. It, 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 all the colors are so saturated and and gamey, and it, it really if you're on the fringes of gaming and you see this, it doesn't look good. It it doesn't just look good visually. I would have loved to have seen a footman armor design to be more practical while still having a bit of the cartoony element to it as opposed to being looking like someone's wearing linoleum that's been spray painted. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> oh. So why, final thought here. Why did the orcs let Lothar go at the end? Because they respect uh, the whole Makra thing. Like the, what is the chal- It's a challenge of leadership, which they don't even explain in the film. Yeah, it made no sense. They're like, it's a, it's a, you know, the Makra is sacred, whatever. But they don't explain what the hell it is. So that that um, that puzzling plot development happens right after we get another, like we we basically get two ridiculous plot turns within five minutes of each other here. Yeah, the first one being Paula Patton's character Garona stabbing. Dominic Cooper saying, and at, at his request, at his wishes, you know, you must kill me so that the orcs will respect you. Only you can unite the horde, or whatever. Yeah, and I, I, I love how easily and and just like that. That was it, it's so easy. There's no. She walks up to the bad guy and he's like, "Yeah, welcome to the horde." Exactly. Like there, 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 that wasn't sloppy at all. That wasn't you know. Well, that was completely just. You stab the king in the back, and why would Gul'dan trust her? Would he? 
the whole fucking film she's been with the humans mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah so just because she does that he immediately becomes a moron and has you know so welcome back to the horde yeah you're awesome i could see i could see that being believable if it wasn't a hopeless situation to be they were gonna be killing the king in a second yeah it's but, true but then like she just did what was gonna happen anyway so that doesn't make any sense i mean that, that moment could have paid off you know it, you could have built up and paid that moment off much better but you didn't uh, and and then you have the second baffling moment that I just mentioned, where Lothar is released f- from the horde because of some macaw. What what Macara or whatever the heck it's what, called? Like this, we we don't get any information about this. You know, sort of this challenge battle. Resp- yeah, this yeah, where he cuts the balls off of uh, Blackhand. That's kind of nice, right <laughs> up the middle. Yeah. Um. So, final thoughts here. What are you given? Warcraft. Duncan Jones's Warcraft. Three and a half out of ten. Really? Mm. You really, like when you don't like a movie, you, you don't explore the middle of the scale, which is fine. But Well, you guys don't go below five. Someone's got to. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? There was some salvageable parts in there, so I'm going to give it a four out of ten. It was definitely better than Batman versus Superman. I did enjoy myself for a part of the film, whereas in Beavis... I know we can't really compare the films, but that's how I'm going on the scale. I didn't really enjoy any of that film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so four out of ten is where I'm landing. I think you're being a bit harsh, but it's fair. It's fair. You know, I I, don't, I just don't think this movie is that aggressively bad. It's it's just pretty useless. You know, it, yeah. it follows a pretty you know uh, understandable and clear plot line. You know, and you have characters who you you know, that are just sort of trying to do what's best for the people they care about and things like that. And there's, there's good and evil clearly defined and you have heroes on both sides. Yeah, but it doesn't really... 10 out of 10, man. <laughs> all right. You <laughs> heard just, it here first. I just convinced you. The only the only 10... Uh... <laughs> That's all you needed. Um, I'm going five and a half on this. I wanted to give it a six. That's way too generous. I that, think. That's too generous. I think... You know what? I think five and a half is fair. Um, I think the four, four to five and a half scale. Stay on your right, right. No, I'm not. I'm not changing it. I think that like within that zone is where this movie falls. You know what I learned is like don't piss Mike off because he'll just <laughs> toss. He'll, he, you know, if if you get on his bad side, <laughs> he's not. He's not going to round up. You know. No, round down. <laughs> yeah, you round do. When down. when something goes wrong, you round down. Um, yeah, five point five for me. Overall, I actually had a good time with visually the way that the the CG was depicted on screen. Um, the, yeah. the, the orcs looked, you know, they it, were amazing. That, that's what I mean. Like it, it's photorealistic. We're at the point where I can't really tell that it's CGI. They look cartoony, but it's still photorealistic. Like I don't, I don't. I don't not believe that I'm seeing a fully realized character on screen, at least from a visual perspective. Yeah, I think um, like they, it's a, it's a pleasure to watch, especially in that opening scene where you're in that desert and you sort of follow the orc as it runs at this dude. Oh yeah, what, who was that? What's going on there? Well, that was just say, showing a human and an orc fighting. This is for the saying. 
we've been at war forever. So yeah. it's like, okay, this is the future, I guess. We go back. We go back. Yeah, I, I, I thought that I, we, I, well, this is going to be awesome. You know, I thought that we were having this sort of new take on fantasy with hyper-realistic but cartoonish, sort of like a bit of Sin City, you know, like mm, taking yeah, okay. a cartoonish angle and having bombastic action, but it, the action is awful in this, so it doesn't really... It's so bad. Yeah, oh, those orcs are so good, but they're not... No, it's not going to make me change my <laughs> score. No, it's staying. Five and a half for me. Four for me. Four for Mike. Uh, that'll do it for Warcraft. We can put this one to bed. There is literally no reason to ever go back to this movie again, I don't think. I really want there to be a sequel that redeems itself so badly. We'll have to keep an eye on China's box office here. That's true. And maybe Warcraft 2 won't even be in, in like, it won't even be an English language movie. <laughs> That's possible. Let's still watch it. Can you imagine? Yeah. Although Dragon Blade was shitty. You finished it, eh? No. <laughs> I couldn't. Huh. Like okay. it, it was just not good. That's fair. It's totally fair. I don't I used to be <laughs> I used to be able to make it through these films before, but they're kind of getting worse. Well, I think what I need to do is just sit down and start doing some sketching or something else and just have it in the background so that I can So you can say that you finished it. Like I can I can sort of pay attention, but when I sit down just to watch something, I can't make it through those mm. things. Mm. Because well, I mean, we've my, said ugh. this, we, you know, Red and I have said this a lot. You, you put yourself through hell, you know, you, you really, <laughs> you really put yourself into this position. Well, you know, two you, for you, two you, for you those, this, uh, Adam Sandler movies. You do so. this to yourself, man. You watch once upon a time and stuff like that. Oh God. I think you said you're done. Oh no. I only watched it that like one week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So next week we don't know what we're reviewing. It might be finding Dory. Should we check out central intelligence? Is, is there any, Ooh. Should we review? I think Finding Dory is probably going to be the best one to mm -hmm. look at. We'll have to hear what Red has to say about everything. He's he's joining us next week. Good, good. So it's been a while since we've had good old Red on the show. He wants to review TMNT, I believe. Well, uh, I mean, we can do that. We'll see, maybe we'll do a double review. I don't know. I don't think it deserves its full, a full review. I I'm probably, I, I'd, I'd rather not. We can review it in the what we've been watching. The listeners probably don't give a shit either, so... I don't know if you're a fan of the turtles. It, I have some good things to say about yeah, it because okay. I've already seen it. But where can we find you on the internet, Mike? You can find me on Twitter at Michael R Lind. Nice L Y N D. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's not super active. No, yet, you're, not, you're, not, you're, just, you're not putting any. I'm uh, spooling sweet... it up. It's charging. It's almost at 100. percent I mean, At this point, you should have some sweet sketches up there. Yeah, you know, you almost... got no excuse right now. No, I, I do not. So there's going to be yeah. the daily sketches being Fuck revived. Yeah, those are good. I like them. Some hot chicks drawing some sweet, futuristic, I will do badass that a lot. ladies. It's good. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. Uh, check out our uh, website, verticalviewing.com. Little donate button there. You know what's up. You know you want to. And we you know you that, want to. Put in and... zero, zero, 001 cent if you want. That would be awesome. Then okay. we can use whatever uh, contributions you have. And don't we, we would use them for the show. They offset the cost of seeing movies, um, purchasing bandwidth, which we always have a monthly cost. You know, internet storage space comes at a premium. You got to have some sort of box in a server somewhere in Utah or something like that. Upkeep and upgrading on our mics. Our mics are pretty good, but you know. Liquid cooling uh, data centers. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you can spare anything, verticalviewing.com, click the donate button. Send us your thoughts and recommendations, verticalviewing.com, uh, verticalviewing at gmail.com, rather. Um, if you want to buy us a pizza, that's good, yeah, too. We can do that. At Vertical Viewing on Twitter. Any final thoughts before we sign off? I didn't hate the film. <laughs> it, that's why I think four is a bit harsh, but uh, stay there. You know, yeah. Exactly. It's not You're not going to hate this movie. It's not the kind of movie you're going to put on and just have some beers and just make chirp and make fun of the whole way. It's it's not it's not as bad as Battleship, even though I love Battleship way more. It's not as bad as Beavis. You're not going to have laughs chirping about how bad this is. Well, I think you could for the first little bit, and then it sort of levels out for a while, as I said. So it would lose its steam. If you were going to do um, a Gentleman Hecklers, they might not have a whole lot to heckle for a while. Kind of what I think, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm keeping my score. <laughs> we we got it. It's already set in stone. I don't think if we're if we're it's doing there. if we're doing five as a successful film as a mark, I just don't think it's <laughs> successful. Uh, well, but, okay, but you know what? Yeah. Check it out if you're curious about Warcraft. Well, we set that scale earlier. We yeah. remember we, we we set all the little blender settings. If you are ca- you know casually familiar, somewhat familiar, very familiar, uh, ridiculously familiar, you know these are the levels. So yeah. judge accordingly. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, keep it vertical. Whatever that means.